Today on Podcast by the Bay, we're discussing the Flintstone House, the property in Hillsborough, California that's become the hot topic of the day, with the property owner's attorney, Angela Aliotto. And quite frankly, uh, they've made a mistake uh, because th- th- it's not about violating a permit. She, went, she has worked with them hand in hand since she bought the place, which is not even two years ago, uh, with everything they've asked her to do. And then when she does it, they change the rules and say, no, you have to do more. We also sit down with Mark Hudek, who's the attorney and spokesman that's handling the litigation for the town of Hillsborough. So one concern we have is what will happen on those properties if this uh, particular kind of installation is approved. Are we going to see the Jetsons next door and, uh, and Star Wars next to that? You know, you just don't know. And you also need to take into account that what the town does in relation to this project sets a precedent throughout the rest of the town. All coming up on today's episode of Podcast by the Bay. Stay tuned. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at HighwaySoul.com and in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. www.Liberty-RealtyInvestments.com And now, another podcast by the Bay. Okay, welcome to Podcast by the Bay. This is Andre. And this is Patrick. And welcome to another rendition of Podcast by the Bay. We thank you for being with us, and we thank you for downloading this episode and for spreading the word to all your friends. And so today, we're going to get down to a discussion topic of one of the news stories that's out there right now in the media. You're hearing it all over the radio, the TV, and on the internet, and that's the story of the Flintstone House. So Patrick, you know, can you give us a little background of what is the news story? Why is it in the news right now? Well, the, the Flintstone House um, was built in 1976, and it was the first unique opportunity for a dome house. Um, and the architect was William uh, Nicholson. Um, he also does a lot of homes in Sedona, and he's probably pretty much retired. Um, I got in real estate two years later. Um, once it was uh, developed, I had an opportunity to see it many, many, many years ago. Uh, the new owner of it is Mrs. Fang, who used to own the independent newspaper here in uh, in the San Mateo County, and um, she's uh, she's loves the house. She bought it not too long ago uh, for two point eight million, and she calls it the Flintstone House. And it's been named many, many other things. And I think when you listen to the commentaries and the introductions, we right now it's in some litigation with the uh, city of uh, Hillsboro. Uh, on a public nuisance and lack of getting some permits for retaining walls. Um, I had a wonderful opportunity to first speak to Angela Aliotto. And as you know, on podcast by the Bay, Angela Aliotto was interviewed for uh, running for mayor last year. So we we welcomed her back to podcast by the Bay. And today um, I had a great opportunity to interview the uh, city attorney, 
uh, Mark Herdak, and uh, he gave me the city's perspective and the county's perspective. Uh, there's there's um, been some violation going on with public nuisance and safety and retaining walls, and I think those are all going to come out in court. Uh, this has gone globally. Um, everybody can relate with the house. I mean, if you go off 280, you can see the uh, Barney or Wilma or the dinosaurs. Um, but most of the this scenery that you see, you're seeing from the freeway. Um, there are some safety issues, I think, uh, brought up um, by the attorney um, about some staircase without a, without a railing, which is serious, I think. So there's some issues here. Um, but the issue for Mrs. F uh, Mrs. Fang is to retain that her uh, right to uh, have the type of artwork she wants on her property. Um, and I think the city of Hillsborough thinks it's a public nuisance. You know, this is where government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from earth, what Abraham Lincoln says. So I think the fight's yet to begin. I hope they can resolve this situation. I want the audience to listen to both sides and come out with your opinion. So once again, I mean, just to kind of reiterate here, Florence Fang is the homeowner. She's somebody who purchased this home, I think, was it four years ago, I believe what it was? And so, 2017, yeah, 2017. Oh, okay, 2017. Okay, so a couple years ago. Okay. And she basically decided she wanted to renovate the house and so basically, and to really incorporate that Flintstones atmosphere. And so she actually went through that process. And so I guess the issue is, is that the city is actually has opened up this lawsuit against Florence Fang because, I guess, of all these upgrades and stuff. And they were really concerned, I guess, like some of the permits and some of the processes. And so, you know, I, I don't know if anybody, uh, you guys can go on a, the San Mateo County uh, court site and you can actually see the actual court documents. And so it's, it's actually kind of interesting. I think when I look at this case, it really seems this is really about authority and it's really about the authority of uh, uh, the city, uh, you know, going against the authority of, of someone with their home ownership right. And I think that's kind of really what I see with this. And I think that's why it's so interesting because we all deal with authority, whether it's the police officer against the citizen, whether it's the manager or the boss against their employee, whether it's your parents against the, the child, whether it's the teachers against the students, right? So I think these are areas where authority comes into play. So when you see this power struggle of authority, I think this is why I think it's kind of resonates to some of the audience and to, you know, listeners out there when you're and the readers and it really entices some of the public because the media coverage right now it's there's a lot of hype i've seen probably four or five different articles it's a lot of hype and there's a lot of things going on i know social media there was a lot of uh publicity about it um so i'm excited because what we've done here patrick and i think you've really gone out there you've gone out there made the initiative we've actually presented both sides of the issue we've actually we actually do have an exclusive interview with uh, angela alioto um, like Patrick mentioned, and uh, we actually really got to have a, a nice understanding of the Florence Fang and, and their perspective. And then also uh, Patrick got to meet uh, Mark Hudak, uh, the city uh, attorney, who actually we got to hear their side as well. So I think it's going to be great to hear both sides of the issues. We'll let the listeners make up their own mind. And I think it's going to be a continuing story, Patrick, right? This is going to be continuing for another couple months, right? Oh, yeah, Andre. I think it's going to carry on for a little bit. Let's see how far it goes in the court. Because uh, it's got a, a lot of issues here, privacy, safety, 
Um, and, and just quoting from uh, Angela Alioto, she's feeling the, the elitists in Hillsborough are putting pressure on the government to say, we don't want this in our neighborhood because it's going to bring our property values down. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Mrs. Fang uses this as a secondary home. This is a home that she uses for social occasions. Um, and she lives not too far from there. And uh, I think she's she she wants to offer something to the community. So the question is to the audience, what do you think? What do you think? Give us our feedback at Podcast by the Bay. I think Andre and I would be delighted to hear your feedback. And we'd also like to present your feedback. In fact, we're going to post some postings on social media on this episode. And if you do see us on the f- social media, feel free to comment because I think this is an open discussion. We have different discussions all the time. We like to actually have that discussion. I mean, it, it is an interest, interesting dynamic, I think, to understand you have a homeowner and you have they want to actually decorate their home and they want to present it. And you have the other homeowners maybe saying they don't like that. But I really think that opens up a bigger discussion, right? Because now all of a sudden, was, well, are you saying that we can't put Christmas decorations or Halloween decorations because you don't like the way? So I think it really starts going down this 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 pathway. And so I, I think there's all sorts of dynamics to this to this case. And I think, uh, but it really comes back to that really authority of you know the, whether the authority figure versus the individual. And I think that's a constant struggle whether. That's in a lot of narratives, like I described, whether it's the, the teacher or the student or the parent or, or whatever. So I, I think it really comes back to that. Well, so- you know, Andre, and Andre, you know, it, it even brings out another another picture. What I might like artistically and what you might like artistically are two different things. Um, I can remember in the city of Foster City, we had an architectural review board to review artwork to see what kind of artwork when we were doing the redevelopment of the, of the city. And they had the committee and they had to disband the committee because no one would agree what art was or what art, what would it be approved art. So I think it's beauties in the eyes of beauties in the eyes of the beholder. Um, and then again, Mark Kudak, the city attorney brought out, well, what if somebody wants to do a Spider-Man theme? So, you know, it, it goes all over the board, but it's an issue of individuality and also following the rules, Andre. I think you're right. The, the rules are important, especially because of safety. So is there a compromise in between this so that the individual can have the right to express oneself so they don't offend someone else and that it's on the privacy of their own property? And if they meet the requirements of safety, shouldn't they be able to do that? Or is the neighborhood... The people that live there, even though it, it's not directly facing them, it surrounds them, have the right to say, hey, I don't want you to have that in your backyard. So it's a big question, Andre. You're absolutely right. Part of this uh, you know, whole thing that's really puzzling to me, though, is you really have the city trying to you know, enforce whatever the, the, the protocols and the policies are. But I guess, I guess we got to ask the question, Patrick. We got to ask this question: Is this about something more? Is this just about the Flintstones and the the actual, um, you know, the the displays and the dinosaurs, which you know the kids love them, everybody loves them? Is this about a bigger issue? I mean, why why would they go down this route, Patrick? And that's really the key to this question. And what is your feeling on that? Why would they go down this route? Why would the city take these steps to do this? 
Well, I, I think deep down the, the city's always wanted the Flintstone house to go away. Um, they wanted it to, to be abandoned and they wanted it to be neglected. And then they um, probably would uh, not approve it and, and uh, uh, condemn it or something. I, I, I think deep down for the years, it's been a eyesore for the city of Hillsboro. And they've been very strict since then about their building requirements. So I think it's been an eyesore. And I think there's been some people that live in Hillsboro that would like to see it go by the wayside. And I think they're putting a little bit of pressure under the government. Uh, and and I, I, I think that, uh, that that's probably what it is. But um, I can't necessarily say for an absolute fact that that's the case. The safety issue, we can all argue. But I think that the idea that the Flintstone house is in existence and had its challenges over the years, I think that uh, there's some people that deep down in Hillsborough do not like it and that the government felt that why did they let that go by on uh, architectural review? Well, that sounds great, Patrick. Why don't we go ahead and get to these exclusive interviews that Patrick was wonderful to actually and uh, the, to go out there and to speak with uh, Angela Alioto and also the city attorney, uh, Mark Hudak, and get those exclusive interviews here on Podcast by the Bay. So with that, we're going to go ahead and get to the interviews and sign off. If you have any questions, you have any feedback, please reach out to us at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. At Podcast by the Bay is our handle, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcastbythebay. And remember, you can listen to any of our shows 24 hours a day for free on any podcast site, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Spotify, Podbean, Pocket Casters, we're all there. So with that, signing off, this is Andre. And this is Patrick. And we'll catch you on the next time of Podcast by the Bay. Stay tuned. Well, welcome to another series of Podcasts by the Bay, and I'm honored to have Angela Alioto. As you know, we interviewed her last year at her bid for mayor. We congratulate her on her bid for a mayor of San Francisco. Welcome back, Angela. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. And also, thank you for last year's interview. That was uh, a lot of fun and very informative. Well, we're going to try to be a little bit brief on this because um, uh, Angela has her law office in San Francisco, and uh, she was on the Board of Supervisors. She has won multiple civil rights cases. Uh, in 2001, Alioto won the largest civil rights verdict in the history of the United States against IBC slash Wonderbread for $135 million. Alioto also represented 20 African-American men who endured year, years of racial slurs, wrongfully terminated, or passed over for promotion. Her, fir- her law firm is www.aliotolawoffice.com, has successfully won litigation against Mary Case Cosmetics. Uh, she's a fighter. Uh, she's an advocate for the people, a native San Franciscan. Um, I'm honored to have her on on uh, podcast by the Bay, but we're here to talk about a very unique home located in Hillsboro, otherwise known as the Flintstone House. Um, the house was designed by William Nicholas in 1976 and was one of those experimental dome homes um, using special material was constructed by spraying shotcrete on steel rebar with mesh. Uh, the nickname of the house is most most everybody knows it today is the Flintstone House. It was also known as the Hanna Barbaria, a uh, product of an animated cartoon series in the 1960s from the Stone Age family. Um, and it, it went to disarray uh, for a few years and then it was bought and it was recently bought by... Um, Florence Fang, um, an owner of the independent newspaper. Um, Angela, why don't you tell what 
uh, issues are, are, are happening with the city of Hillsborough and your client, Mrs. Fang, on the otherwise known as the Flintstone House? Well, Mrs. Fang bought the Flintstone House in 2017, and it had been empty for two to three years and, and in quite disarray. Um, it's famous because you can see it from 280. So when you're driving into, uh, on Highway 280 into San Francisco, you see these uh, three or four bubbles uh, uh, on the hillside there, and everybody loves it. It's the Flintstone home, you know. So Mrs. Fang buys it and really makes it the Flintstone home. She uh, has dinosaurs in the garden. She has mushrooms. She has yabba dabba written in print. But none of this can be seen from the street. So the Hillsborough community, uh, the town of Hillsborough, um, tells us that she has to get permits, when in reality she doesn't have to get a permit. You don't have to have a permit to put a statue in your garden. Um, but they told uh, Mrs. Fang that she had to get permits. They told Mrs. Fang that she had to um, do different layering of the land in the backyard. And then they told her she didn't have to do anything because it was so many square feet. So... The, the misdirection by the town of Hillsborough and then the denial of, of a permit that she wasn't even required to get resulted in Hillsborough actually suing her on March 15th, which is quite stunning. But if you go by and see the Flintstone home, it's, it's marvelous. I went by the other day. The dinosaurs are fantastic. Dino the dinosaur welcomes everybody into the home. The home couldn't be more unique, and it couldn't be more Fred Flintstone. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's about happiness, you know? People love it. And what the, what the town of Hillsborough is doing to her is, is a violation of her First Amendment rights in more than one way. It's a violation of due process. It's a violation of, of uh, uh, contracts of uh, fair dealing, good faith and fair dealing. It's, it's harassment. It's several different causes of action, and we are going to go after them. It's that easy. Well, Angela, I, <clears throat> I appreciate your fight for uh, people's right of um, privacy and also the, uh, expression. And you're right, you can only see it from the, uh, from the freeway. Um, one of the things I, I noticed in the newspapers, they were trying to hook something saying that the retaining wall didn't have a permit. What's that all about? Is that, is that just their hook to get you in? No, that's their hook to justify suing somebody. Uh, the, the bigger picture, I mean, let's be honest, the bigger picture is uh, they don't like what Mrs. Fang has done to it, and um, they don't want it in Hillsborough. They're being extremely elitist, uh, and quite frankly, uh, they've made a mistake uh, because th th it's not about violating a permit. She, went, she has worked with them hand in hand since she bought the place, which is not even two years ago, uh, with everything they've asked her to do. And then when she does it, they change the rules and say, no, you have to do more. Then they told her she had to put trees in front of the dinosaurs to hide the dinosaurs. That's not a permit. She has a First Amendment right to have the dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm sure glad you're here fighting fighting this cause for Mrs. Fang. Um, you know, the publicity has gone viral all over the world. I mean, I'm, I've heard you heard from people from all different parts of the world. Any, any uh, comments in particular that you'd like to share with the audience out there, what, what they're telling you about this Flintstone house that everybody's so passionate about? You know, I have received thousands of, of uh, uh, emails, posting on social media, thousands and thousands. People have signed petitions to go to Governor Gavin Newsom, 
I mean, people love the Flintstone home. What I've learned from it, this experience just in the last week is, and, and that when I asked Mrs. Fang, why did she go to all this work? Why did she do this? And she's had an incredible life, by the way. She's 84 years old with an unbelievable life uh, behind her. Uh, she said it makes her happy. It's her happy place. Well, since when are we denying people the right to be happy? Which, by the way, the Constitution obviously uh, grants. But uh, it makes people happy. And I think that's the biggest thing that comes out of this. Literally thousands have written about the smile it puts on their face when they're driving uh, on Highway 280. I've got a personal experience. I actually had an opportunity to go through the house many, many, many years ago because it was built in the, in the late 70s. And um, if I can recall, one of the original prices of the house was 299000 um, and I remember it went to disarray and also that a gentleman from Texas bought it. Now, he didn't last too long with the house. And I know it's been in several different hands over the last few years. But we're all just um, pleased on the peninsula, not all of us, but most of us uh, about what what Mrs. Fang has done there um, on that property. Um, just for your viewers, um, it, it is actually a 3,700 square foot house. Um, and it, it, it actually, or in the gross living area is 3,310 square feet approximately. It's got a garage of 580 square feet and it was built in 1977. So, uh, it was a while ago. And I remember the controversy because I've been in real estate for many, many years here. And, uh, there, there was no way they were going to build another house in Hillsboro but the dome house. So it was, it was a very popular thing on that dome house because people were also building them on the coast. Um, you had a few dome houses in uh, Moss Beach and El Granada's stuff too. So I don't know if they still exist, but uh, I know those were kind of controversial. Um, it, it's a very neat feeling to go into it. It does uh, feel very much like the Flintstone house. I remember the bedrooms. The bedrooms were like perches. So um, I, I, I congratulate the fight, and um, I think it's a, it's a very enjoyable thing that Mrs. Fang has done there for the public. And uh, more, more power to you and her in this uh, battle, uh, battle between the city. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate the support. I mean, the enormous support, both, both locally, uh, statewide, nationally, and internationally. We've gotten so many emails from um, different countries. And again, once again, it's a matter of making you smile. And, you know, someone asked me if I was being sarcastic with one of my quotes where I said, when was the last time City Hall made you smile <laughs> or politicians generally? And the truth of the matter is we're, we're living in very tense times. And here is something that is so lighthearted and wonderful and makes people happy. And yet the government comes in and slams uh, this lawsuit on Mrs. Fang. It's really pretty incredible. So we're going to win this, and we love your support. Well, on behalf of Podcast by the Bay, Angela, I want to thank you again for the opportunity to speak out to our listeners out there, and we wish you and Mrs. Fang the very, very best of luck, and we're going to watch, uh, watch this closely. Thanks again from Podcast by the Bay. We Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thanks to the attorney, Angela Alioto, for speaking on behalf of Florence Fang and the Flintstone House and so we can understand better from their perspective. Next up, we have Mark Hudak, who's the attorney and spokesman for the town of Hillsboro that's handling the litigation. 
Welcome to Podcast by the Bay. It is Monday, April 1. This is not April Fool's Day to all of us, but it is to some of us out there in, uh, in uh, April month. We have the honor of interviewing uh, Mark Hudak. Mark Hudak is an attorney. He's been practicing somewhere between 37 and 38 years. Uh, he specializes in uh, property, also acquisition and development. Um, and we welcome you to Podcast by the Bay. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Patrick. Glad to be here. Well, Mark is uh, also the assistant uh, city attorney for the city of Hillsboro. Um, now, I don't think that this is going to make Mark's career because he's already built his career on on, uh, on law, and he's very well known on the peninsula. Um, so, Mark, welcome. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what we call as the resident there on 45 Barry SOA, otherwise known as the Flintstone House. To many of your viewers, this house was designed and built before Mark even got into the practice of law. Not too much longer did Mark do that. Mark, were you aware of the house before you got into practicing law? What did you think of it then? Uh, so I was familiar with the house from afar. Uh, it uh, never looked like a particularly hospitable place to live. Uh, from what you could see on MLS listings in the past, the rooms seem kind of odd-shaped and cold, but that could just be a matter of taste. Uh, so I was aware of it, but it wasn't uh, a matter of legal concern uh, for me or for the town of Hillsborough. Well, the house was built in 1976, and the architect is William Nicholas Nicholson, and uh, he still does houses, or I think he's almost retired from that profession, but also he's done a lot down in Sedona and other areas. Um, it was also a takeoff on a known as the Flintstone House or the Hana Barbaria production uh, animated cartoon series of the early 60s with the Stone Age. It's also been known as the Dome House, the Gummy House, the Worm Casting House, the Bubble House, the Barba Papa House from a character and series of books created by Annette Thiessen and Toulouse Taylor in the 1970s. Um, but we're here to talk about an issue right now uh, that the homeowner, uh, Mrs. Fang, is having with the city of Hillsboro. And Mark Kudiak is representing the city of Hillsboro. And why don't you explain to the uh, our viewers and listeners out there what's going on there with the uh, Flintstone? Uh, is it a public nuisance? Is it a code violation? What's going on there, Mark? Well, it's important to begin at the beginning. Uh, in about November of 2017, Mrs. Fang began to install uh, large statues of dinosaurs and animals, smaller statues of mushrooms, uh, and that came to the town's attention uh, during a property inspection, and she did not have the required permits for the work that she had done to date nor had she gone through the design review process. So she was issued a stop work notice in December of 2017 and advised to come down to town hall and go through the planning and permit process. Well, she continued to work on her project, continued to install more landscaping and statues. She was given a second stop work notice and then a third stop work notice and finally, in August of 2018, she was cited for multiple code violations and brought before the town's administrative hearing panel based on her continuing to work on this project 
without permits and without design review. Mark, do you think if we could get past the permits that the the design um, of the Flintstone House or the Yabba Dabba Do House can survive? I don't know. The town has a uh, a very detailed design review process. It takes into account community standards, the effect on uh, surrounding properties, tries to take into account uh, a fair determination of the individual tastes of residents and tries to bring those into balance. And until Mrs. Fang goes all the way through the process, we don't know whether some, all, or none of what she has installed uh, will be allowed to remain. Well, Mark, I, I, I've got to regress a little bit. I got into real estate two years after the house was developed, and I, I can remember the uh, talking with the various people in Hillsborough and also selling homes in Hillsborough over the years that that design will never happen again in the city of Hillsborough. Um, so I know that that part won't happen. Um, I guess the main thing uh, is, can the house, um, obviously it's a... Uh, a right of privacy. Um, I mean, some of the arguments here in, in uh, Point Blank are that the uh, only people that it, uh, people that view it are people that are seeing it from the freeway. Uh, that doesn't mean that there aren't neighbors that might strongly dis- disapprove of the thing. And I also am aware that Mrs. Fang lives next door, uh, and that she own- at least I've been told that that she also has a house next door. Uh, and that the home itself is actually kind of like a secondary home to her or a home for parties. Are, are you aware of any of that or not? Yeah, it, not quite uh, in that sequence, though. She does live in Hillsboro, although not close by this property. She has bought two other properties on the Berryessa cul-de-sac. So one concern we have is what will happen on those properties if this uh particular kind of installation is approved. Are we going to see the Jetsons next door and, uh, and Star Wars next to that? You know, you just don't know. And you also need to take into account that what the town does in relation to this project sets a precedent throughout the rest of the town. So even if this installation is not viewed by too many residents in town, if this were approved, they might very well see similar installations at her personal residence or in other places in town where people say, oh, if that's okay on Berryessa, I can do it on El Cerrito or Floribunda. And that really gets to the heart of the issue for the town. What are the limits of our planning, design review, and permitting processes throughout the town and then how do they apply to this property? Well, you know, I've got a minor thing. I live in the city of Foster City, and I'm kind of reminiscing a little bit um, that we developed an architectural review board or a, a board that, that had to do with what would be considered public art. And with all the wisdom that we had, we, we couldn't establish that. Um, and the committee eventually disbanded. Um, I kind of see this as a unique opportunity um, I, you know, I understand the, uh, what you're talking about, Mark, and what about the expression of, of the freedom that they own the property and it's in their own backyard? Is there, is there any strength to that argument at all? Some, but in this sense. If this backyard were screened with trees and fencing, 
what she's put back there would be only of minor concern. But as you know, Patrick, this is a very prominent site, and it is not screened in any way, shape, or form, and it is a huge expanse. So although technically it's her backyard, it is front and center viewing for many, many people every day, and that heightens the standard of review for what should be done on this property. Well, Mark, I think you've got a very interesting case here. Um, it's gone globally. I imagine you've received emails from all over the world, and uh, I know you, 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 you're probably in the next 10 years going to wind down your career, and um, I think this is going to go down as a milestone for you, whatever the results are. Now, you said you're the assistant city attorney for the city of Hillsborough. Who are you working with? At the, uh, who's the other attorney that's working with you on this case, or is this your case solely? Uh, so I do the litigation for the town. The city attorney is Christopher Diaz uh, with the Best Best and Krieger firm, and we consult together uh, on this, but the litigation end of it has fallen to me as well as being the designated spokesperson for the town since I have the most familiarity with what is going on here. Do you see that there's any room for compromise on this particular instance, or is this just a, either it's going to be enforced or it's not? What's, what, do, you, do you feel that there's some room for compromise here is that uh, the homeowner could still have their... their uh, Yabba Dabba Doo and Flintstones, and is if they were able to uh, fix, I think some of the crux of the thing, I think, was the retaining walls, if I remember correctly, that there was a violation that they didn't have a permit for the retaining wall, and that kind of opened Pandora's box. Well, she has done some construction improvements that aren't decorative in nature. For example, she built a deck and installed a pretty steep set of stairs going down the back of her property without permits. And those kind of installations need safety features like handrails to prevent people from falling and being injured. Th those kind of things are easy to deal with. She just needs to come in, get a building permit, and install the life safety features. As to the landscaping and the decoration, she's now going through the permit process. What the end of that will be, I don't know. But there is room for compromise uh, if she's willing to consider screening, uh, fencing, uh, perhaps some limitations on what she has there. Uh, so yes, it, it's always possible to reach some kind of compromise when things uh, come to court. But at the same time, we don't want to reward her for having skipped the permit and planning process that everybody else has to go through. So she's going to have to make some compromises as well. Well, on behalf of Podcast by the May, Mark, we wish you a lot of luck on this case. This is going to go a landmark case. And uh, again, thanks again for interviewing with us at Podcast by the Bay. Patrick, thanks. Very nice uh, to be here. Call on me anytime.
You're listening to the sounds of Leo DeVito performing the song entitled Deep Purple. And you can find out more about Leo and his music at the Highway Soul Music page at highwaysoul.com. All right, well, we'd like to thank the attorneys Angela Alioto and also Mark Hudek for speaking with Podcast by the Bay and for helping the listeners understand their perspective. All right, we'll keep on rocking. And we'll catch you on the next time of Podcast by the Bay. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcast by the Bay. Podcast by the Bay is brought to you by Highway Soul Productions. Check us out at highwaysoul.com and in conjunction with Liberty Realty. Liberty Realty, serving the peninsula and surrounding areas since 1986 for all your real estate needs. www.liberty-realtyinvestments.com Remember to subscribe and download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. You can contact Podcast by the Bay by their email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. All material is property and copyrighted by Podcast by the Bay, but does not necessarily reflect the views of Podcast by the Bay. For sponsorship opportunities, please contact us by email at podcastbythebay at gmail.com. Stay tuned.